Hello, hello, hello. This is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio, and I'm back with another exciting message by my wife, The War on Gender Part 5. She deals with the hot topic why gay men or MSM attract HIV. Not sure what the MSM is, but as you get into this teaching, you're going to learn everything that you need to know. This is a uh, very serious topic because it really helps you understand the root causes of why they suffer so much. And they, I'm meaning the homosexual community, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to uh, acknowledge this, but they are suffering. We need to have compassion upon them. We need to be able to help them come out of this lifestyle. And we have the answers. They're all found in scripture. They're all found and rooted and based in love. And as my wife goes through this teaching, you are going to learn things that are gonna help people. And we're not using these things to judge the homosexual community. We're using them because we are interested in helping them come out of the lifestyle that they've been in. Enjoy this teaching because there's a lot that she brings out. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Daughters of the King. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Tonight, I want to open with scripture. Um, I want to take us to Romans 1. And this is where Paul actually encourages the Roman church. Um, he is also going to share insight on the wrath of God. So let's go there. Romans 1 verses 16 says, and this is Paul. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So what Paul is saying is, it is the power, it is the power of God for salvation to all who will believe. So the gospel is open to everyone. However, only certain people will believe you're going to be left with people who are not going to follow the gospel. And Paul opened up by saying, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because many people try to bring shame on Christians or followers of Jesus Christ and the word of God. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed for it is the power of God by salvation okay or for salvation to all who will believe when you become a believer in christ you this is this is completely true you see the power of god move in your life you see the power of god moving in other people's lives and you cannot deny that god is real you cannot deny the plan of salvation those who do not believe will call you foolish and they will tell you your way is inappropriate and they will try to shame you. So Paul continues on to say, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. It takes faith in order for you to believe it takes faith sometimes our faith is tested but then god always comes through 
This is how you start to grow a personal relationship with the Lord. Once you take that step of faith that God is real, the battle is the battle belongs to the Lord because he will show up. He will indeed show himself to be alive and well. And that grows your faith. And then you want to tell everybody that God is real, right? So Paul continues in verse 18 to say, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. I hope you all are listening because not one person can say that God is not real and really, really mean that from their heart. Um, there's no way in the world that we can live in this world and not see the sky, the clouds, the stars. There's no way in the world we can't acknowledge how the sun rises up every day on schedule according to the perfect plan of the Lord, how the moon still provides light. There's no way in the world that people can say that God didn't have a, a, a hand in all of this to play. They may say Jesus is not the way, but they can't deny God himself. So going on, Paul said there are they are without excuse for all they for although they knew God they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened claiming to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So, when we were young um, and immature, we had foolish ways about ourselves. But as we went through some things, challenges, we had to grow up, we had to understand this wasn't good for us. And then in certain areas of our lives, we became unfoolish, right? We became wiser. We became smarter. But there's a door to foolishness that can darken the heart in a way where you can't come back. You just can't come back from what you already know because that darkened heart allows for you to remain in an unwise, foolish way. And when you get there and you fight God all the way, 
God will do something if he desires to do so. And this is what he can do. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold that thought though. Verse 24 says, therefore God gave them up. Nope, here it is. <laughs> therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. This, this next scripture is what I want you to focus on. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural Relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men, likewise, gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with, <clears throat> with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. I want y'all to listen to this. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree, that those who practice such things, um, let, me, let me read this over. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, not only do they, not only do them, not, I'm sorry, they not only do them, jeez, but give approval to those who practice them. So, there comes a point in your life that you can be given up to a reprobate mind, a debased mind, a mind that tells you all things that are not ungodly, and you learn to stay in that mindset. Because you decided at one point in your life, you was not going to acknowledge God for who he was. You was not going to allow for his righteousness to come upon your life. Foolishness has opened the door to darken your heart. And God has allowed for you to give yourself over to the things that you shouldn't. This is what Paul just said. 
when this happens, I truly believe it's because God has worked with you for so long and you know in your heart of heart what the truth is, but you don't decide to take it. So let's go to Leviticus 20. This was what I just read to you was in Romans, the New Testament, but we're going to go back to the Old Testament because where we're going tonight, we're still talking about sexual immorality. We're still talking about the war on gender. We're still talking about homosexual acts and things like that, that will cause you to miss God. Leviticus 20 says, if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall, shall surely be put to death. If a man lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. If a man lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall, sh shall surely be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood is upon them. If a man lies with a male as a woman, both of them, the man and the man, have committed an abomination, they shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. The way that God looks at homosexuality, God sees it as being unclean. He sees it as an abomination. An abomination is a sin against God. Something that God really, really turns his nose up to, so to speak. Meaning he does not agree with it at all. I have been telling you all that from the beginning, God had a perfect plan. And that plan was for a man and a woman to come together as one flesh. The way that he's made the body parts for a man and for a woman is perfect. The man enters in and the woman receives. The woman receives. The woman carries. The woman gives life. Two men can't do that. Two women can't do that. Therefore, if God wanted to make it in a different way, he would have. His way is perfect. And unfortunately, the world has changed where God has not. God will never change his plan. He will never change his plan, not for you, not for me, not for man. His plan is perfect. A large majority of the population follows his plan. But a large majority of the population do not follow his plan. And that majority 
it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. We are in the final days and this is what we are facing. Anything that is good, people don't want it. Anything that is pure and holy, people don't desire that. The sinful nature of man has increased. And sometimes being a Christian, it's hard for you to remain in the position that you're called to remain in because the atmosphere, the things around you, all are screaming darkness. And you have to fight. You have to fight to remain pure and holy. You have to fight. Some people may say, well, if you're walking in it, that, that's just who you should be. This is true. But you cannot deny the things that are going on in today's world. You have to fight in order for you to keep your salvation. Your salvation, that, that grace message that once saved, always saved, that is a lie. You have to fight for your salvation every day. Every day. So, when I left last week's message, I was telling you all there was an article that I wanted to read to you all, but I was running out of time, and I gave you the name of the article, and therefore, I would like to read this article, but I want to warn you, this article is not for little children to hear, so... Be very mindful that um, this article is what it is. It's, it's, it's saying some things that I think you need to know and understand. And we'll talk about it. But this article is called, Why Do Gay Men Have an Increased Risk of HIV? Factors that affect men who have sex with men, which is MSM. This was written by Elizabeth Bowski. And this is, it was updated this year, actually, in January uh, 14th. So, the article says, in the United States, gay men are affected by human immunity immunodeficiency virus which is HIV more than any other people more than any other people men who have sex with men is what uh, MSM is this is a term that refers to gay men as well as those who may identify in other ways such as bisexual or heterosexual. MSM are disproportionately at risk of acquiring HIV. While men who have sex with men represent only 2% to 7% of the U.S. population, 70% of all new HIV infections in 2019 were in this group. One third of these were among black men. Black 
MSM, men who have sex with men. There are many reasons for this and several risk factors unique to men who have sex with men that can compound the odds of infection. It is these overlapping risk factors that account for the high rate of HIV among this group. Um, this article takes a closer look at four key factors. Psychological, I know I just destroyed that word, sexual, social, and cultural that place gay men and other men who have sex with men at the highest risk of HIV compared to all other groups. Um, they are putting it clear that there's a difference between gay men versus a man who has sex with men. Um, in my mind, it's all one. But in today's world, it's so, so many things to wrap around your mind in regards to sexual relations that you can't even you can't even comprehend what really should be with what um if if i look like i'm in distress it's because i am because it just it is mind blowing what i have been learning behind the scenes about this war on gender and the gay and lesbian relationships that people uh, engage in, the transgender community. It's so much to take in and it's all set apart from the pure, holy gospel, holy scriptures, God's perfect will for mankind. God's perfect will is to what? Have man and woman be together. Have them be fruitful and multiply and, and build society, build a family. Um, love God, love others. Um, be productive, be, uh, 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 um, be your best in every area, so to speak, right? This is... This whole world is way beyond my comprehension. And for me to even tap into it a little bit by studying it, one cell right here is just blown <laughs> because it's so much. And this grows more and more and more. And this is why I said earlier, it feels like uh, the majority who don't want to follow God is growing and growing and growing, right? So let's continue on with this. I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, not all men who have sex with men engage in anal sex. However, anal sex is one of the main ways MSM acquires HIV, men who uh, sleep with men. Unprotected anal sex, also known as condomless anal sex, is by far the most efficient means of passing the virus. In fact, condomless anal intercourse is 18 times more likely to transmit HIV 
than condomless vaginal sex. This is true regardless of the sex of the receptive, which is the bottom partner. Do you understand what I just read? Unprotected anal sex, also known as condomless anal sex, is by far the most efficient means of passing the virus. One of the main reasons for this is the structure of the rectum itself. Unlike the vagina, which is lined with the dense layer of cells that acts as a barrier, the rectum only has a single column of these cells. Because rectal tissues are fragile, they are also prone to breakage, allowing the virus to slip past this thin layer. I want y'all to catch on to this. Rectal tissues are also rich in immune cells called CD4 T cells. These are the very cells that HIV targets for infections. The rectal tissues are also rich in immune cells called CD4 T cells. These are the very cells that HIV targets for infection. Because of this, HIV can establish an infection quickly or an infection quickly. Studies using animal models have shown that within an hour of rectal exposure, HIV can breach the body's frontline immune defenses. Within 24 hours, the virus can spread throughout the body. I want to go back and read to you what Paul said to the church. For this reason... God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those at the contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their era. Are you reading that scripture? Are you surprised at what I just read to you about the HIV? Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error.
within 24 hours, the virus can spread throughout the body. Let's put this together. Let's put this together. This is is not God's perfect will. This is not God's perfect will. This is a form that man desires, giving up they're giving into their passionate desires. This is what's ha- this is what is taking place for some when they have entered into a homosexual relationship. Okay. Um pre-exposure prof- prophylaxis, which is prep, P-R-E-P. Is medication that is highly effective at reducing these risks. However, due to the lack of awareness and access, only about one-third of the men have sex with men report using PRP, PREP in 2017. So this is a study here that they're basically saying is, is medicine out there that men can take that can help with this, but a lot of men don't even report that they're using it. So this is this is just what it is. So let's go to the sexual risk factors. Sexual practices, exposures and partners all factor into HIV risk. The bottom partner in anal sex is between two and 12 times more likely to get HIV than the top who is the insertive partner. Those differences can all uh, but vanish, vanish if a person is sexually versatile, able to switch between being top and bottom. There is also a high rate of sexually transmitted infections, which is STIs, among men who have sex with men. Much of the much of this has to do with the lack of inclusive sex education addressing the needs of lgbtq plus people having an sti can increase the odds of getting hiv some infections like syphilis increase the risk by as much as 500 percent among these among the reasons for the high rate of stis Men who have sex with men are more likely to have multiple sex partners or either of either sex compared to those who exclusively have sex with women. MSM between the ages of 18 and 24 are more likely to have sex with a partner five or more years older than them. This matters in terms of their risk because the older someone is, the more sexual encounters they are likely to have had. Let's talk about the societal risk factors. Society also plays a role in the risk of HIV among men who have sex with men, particularly those who are black or or Latinx, Latino. Um, I don't really necessarily know how I feel about this part here, but I'm going to read it. Um, it says poverty, racism, high rates of unemployment, lack of government support, and poor access to health care all contribute to a high rates of HIV in people of color. Add to that 
the risk factors impacting men who have sex with men in general and it becomes clear why this group is disproportionately effective or affected excuse me so let's go to the cultural risk factors people with hiv are frequent targets targets of stigma not just because of their hiv status but sometimes also because of their sexual orientation and race this can affect their health in a number of ways some people wrongfully believe that the high rate of hiv among men who have sex with men confirms that gay and bisexual people are promiscuous diseased or immoral this attitude can send many msm into hiding this is very funny and almost contradicting because I just read to you a statement that would seem as if this writer is basically saying they are promiscuous and all this other stuff. But okay. Rather than subject themselves to shame or discrimination, some men may avoid HIV testing and treatment until the disease is advanced and harder to manage. Testing positive may also force them to come out about how they got infected, which they may not want or be ready to do. So that's the cultural risk factors. And we talked about the societal risk factors, the sexual risk factors. And I thought it was four of them here. Maybe not, but it says men who have se- uh, men who have sex with men um, account for two percent to seven percent of the U.S. population, but around seventy percent of all new HIV infections um, of all new HIV infections each year. There are numerous factors that play place gay and bisexual men at such high risk, including all of the things that we talked about. That was the summary. So, this, y'all know this month is the Gay Pride, and that's why I'm reading this t- this stuff to you all, because this is super important. Um, God has not changed his mind, okay? He's never going to change his mind. And scripture just, I just read to you how they pay a penalty within themselves. Could this be the penalty? Could it be? God loves the homosexual groups. I tell you that all the time. He loves the people but hates the sin. So you have to understand God's heart. God created a perfect plan. He let man have free will. Man's looking at God saying, no, 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 no. And God is saying, okay, well, I know why I set certain things up the way that they are. But if you don't want to follow them, that's on you. I still love you. But I'm going to give you opportunity to do what you want to do and see where that gets you. Something for us to think about, right? God is good. His ways is perfect. His plan is perfect. So I'll see y'all next week for more Daughters of the King. And um, be safe and 
Be blessed. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the War on Gender Part 5. This has been a teaching by my wife, Catherine Gore. This is episode 19 of Daughters of the King. I just wanted to share this with you so that you would see the truth about what we're dealing with in the war on gender. Continue to walk in God's blessings. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>